happy pump 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 day from your favorite petty duo it's me petty labelle what's poppin and say hi to my fantabulous fabulous and fantabulous because i just like how fantabulous sounds co-host hey nunu what's good you know this is you know this is nunu aka a uh, petty wop aka nunu wop aka wop on every block you know you feel me i'm uh, i want to just give a shout out to you know all my bad bitches my petty bitches my lovely bitches and my getting money bitches okay ll cool j like simmer <laughs> like i just feel like you should do like I don't know. When I was growing up, I would always hear on the radio, yes, way back when, um, when people listen to the radio station, and uh, they would always do those crazy shout outs. And I'd be just like, I'm done. So are you, are you talking about yourself still, or are you talking about other people? <laughs> Can you be talking about me? <laughs> right. Like, okay, so you said AKA like 87 times. So, like, oh, we're still talking about you. Okay, got it. Okay. I love those. I that is the funniest thing ever. But how are you, Penny Little Bell? You know, I'm out here striving and trying to live my best life, but like, yo, it's hard. I tried to be healthy and drink tea and almost like threw my whole lung up. Like, that was fun times of the day, um, you know? Just out here living and striving. Like, I have to make a Target run, so let's actually see how much money I can drop at Target today. Who wants uh, to bet? Let's take Target's bets. You no, know I... you know what the real devil is? That fucking section that they put in the front because they know that shit's going to suck you in. And then I have mm. to walk through the whole store because now you, you put the big Santa Claus in the front, so now I have to go look at your Christmas decorations because you know what? I have to decorate mm. my mother-in-law's tree next week, so I have to... I have to, I know I need three things. I don't know what the three things are until I start putting the tree together. But then by the time I put the tree together, the sale's over. So I have to buy it now. Like, it's, it's, it just sucks. Sucks. I'm exhausted for you. And literally, the one good thing about COVID is like, I just, I just have this feeling, like, no lie, I never go to a Walmart. I, I truly believe COVID was created in Walmart. Probably. And debunk me, I, I still won't change my mind. So debunking. I know. Why are we debunking you? No, I'm just like, basically, like, if somebody wants to test me, like, try debunking. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh. Prove us wrong. Heard, heard, heard. And I'm just like, I'm not. And then, like, Target, everybody's now like, oh, like, Target. And I'm just like, oh, so all you Walmart hoes are trying to come to Target? Nah. So, yeah, I'm just like, I've been, I order online. I love their uh, drive through um, But I don't go inside. I literally feel like the last time I've been inside of a store. Yeah, it's been a while. Amen to that, but girl, especially since you know Texas, you know one million. <laughs> oh, we could double and give you two. Like, nah, no, thank you. You know the funny part is that I normally don't go to Target. I'm not a Target girl. I'm not a Walmart girl. Like, I'm a what's closest to me. 
Like, I really, whatever is closest to me, I don't care. That's where I'm going to go. But, but, last weekend, I was in Orlando. I had to take my mother-in-law to do something. And then, not only did I have to wait for her, but the store that I was intending to go to while I waited for her didn't open for another hour. So, I strolled. I was like, oh, Target is close. Let's go see what they have. My Mm-mm. people. I'm a Target. Like, I, I normally Target. don't go in the store and lounge around in the store. I lounged around in the store, bought, like, six pair of dollar socks that were so cute because they had, like, tacos on them and stuff like that. So, automatically sucked in. <gasps> oh, yeah, those are ones. Okay, so, like, my ex-boss um, bought me these socks. And it was the funniest thing ever. And it was a cow with burgers. Yes. And I thought it was the cutest thing. Cows and I was like, burgers. yes. <laughs> That is the like, best. This is the best. Yeah, it was the best thing. She's like, yeah, I got them in Target. I'm like, oh, Target for the win. No, for sure. I got these cute cheetah ones. Then I got these cute little square ones. And then tacos, chili peppers. And I got one more. I can't remember what the one more was. Oh, and I got a pair of Christmas socks. Because, you know, festive as fuck. Um, yeah. And then I kept walking around the store. I needed ribbon for the Christmas tree. Found the ribbon. Then, of course, somehow, God only knows how, I walk through the clothes aisle. But not just the clothes aisle. The clothes that's on sale. Y'all. I walked away with a $12 cheetah print jeans jacket that was originally $37. So, steel. And a new backpack that I didn't need that was so cute for like $8. So, steel. Um, and I think that's it because they hadn't finished putting up all the Christmas stuff. So I was just like, okay, I'll come back. But now I'm building these 12 days of Christmas box for a gift thing. So where am I going to go? Target, because they have really cute, cheap shit. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to get in this Christmas holiday. I realize too, like right now I'm trying to like, uh. So my aunt moved into her new house, which looks gorgeous, but of course it won't be done until before Christmas. She's like, I can get it done before Christmas. I'm like, you're crazy. You work full time. Your husband works full time. You have three kids, three whole little human beings that run around and scream for no reason. You have my grandmother. I mean, actually they scream for every reason, not no reason, every reason. No, but their reason is not a reason. Um, But it is. No, I guess so. It's just so. And then I'm just like, okay, so then you want to like organize your kitchen. So you're going to have your kitchen, your bedroom, all through your kids' room, the playroom, the theater room, everything's going to be together. She's just like, okay, so yeah, I can't do it. I was like, yeah. And so I took it over, me being the responsible grandchild who actually, you know, I don't know, is responsible and smart. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have things. I'm gonna have Christmas at my house. Yeah. Oh, bold. Who are you telling? So bold. Low key scared because one, I've never been with my family for more than three days, and these motherfuckers were talking about staying here for four. And I'm just like, are we sure about that? I have a really important <laughs> question. I have a really important question. What's good? Where the fuck are they going to sleep 
Oh, it's only going to be literally my mom, my dad, my grandma, and my sister. Oh, okay, okay. I digress. I digress. So more than likely... The arrangement, I kind of don't want it to happen, but it will happen because we always give her her way. My grandmother will have to sleep in the bed alone. And then my mom and dad will probably have to sleep in my bed. My sister sleep on the couch and me and my partner have to sleep on the air mattress. But the arranging I want it to be is my dad and his mom sleep in the same bed. Because, like, who cares? Y'all are... It's your kid, bonding time. Um, no. Back in the days, you know, no. like, hey, remember the days I used to sleep in bed with you? Like, who cares? And um, and then my mom and my sister and me can sleep. Really, the thing is, I just want to be able to sleep in my bed. So, like, my mom, sister, and me can sleep in the bed because my mom doesn't go anywhere. My sister, she's a horrible sleeper, so we'll feel like she'll be out the bed anyways, and then it'd be me and my mom. And so it's like everybody sleeps with their mom, and then Chase, who doesn't have a mom, will sleep on the couch. <laughs> That's hilarious. And call it a day. <laughs> I am a super holiday person. Like I, I don't fuck with Thanksgiving because I think that's the most ridiculous holiday ever. <gasps> I hate. I hate y'all. I Here really hate. I hate. I'm happy there's a face to the hate I have. Why can't I mean, we be thankful before we buy shit? Why can't no. we be thankful? Let me tell you my issue with Thanksgiving. My issue with Thanksgiving, I think, I mean, everything for me is surrounded by food. So my main issue with Thanksgiving is the food. I'm not a pumpkin pie person. I'm not a pie person. I hate I like the too. filling. I don't like pie. I like the filling, but I do not like the crust. So like, okay. no go for I me. I with that. Okay. Um, I don't like pie crust. Like I could eat, like if it were short cookie dough crust that you used as your crust, I may eat it, but probably not because it's like in the shape of the pie. So I'm not really a fan. Okay. Um, B, I don't eat turkey because I really think turkey is the driest meat on this Yo, land. Yo, turkey is the wackest meat ever. It's drier than your 90-year-old grandma's skin. And, like, the, no. and the point that people are like, oh, this is when it's juicy. I'm like, really? It still tastes kind of still dry to me. No, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> B, yeah, then like that. the decor okay. for, for Thanksgiving is just like so one note. Like, yes, those are all my colors in my fall color wheel, but they go on my clothes these are the color for my clothes not my decor but thanks for what and i what really you like colors? the decor for oh, like okay. thanksgiving is like for a color wheel like for your clothing not for your fucking table oh, okay, and then gotcha. i really fucking despise when people buy the fake pumpkins for decor that are covered in glitter like bitch are you eating the glitter what is happening here this is not a thing Okay. So I despise Thanksgiving. And then people just like, I feel like Thanksgiving is why America's fat. Because you want to be so fucking gluttonous on Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving and you're being thankful. Thankful for what, bitch? The food gods? Like, no. Please get it together. Okay. Okay. I I get it from that person. That's so, it's very mainstream. That's why I get it. Like mainstream Thanksgiving, I hate it. I hate mainstream Thanksgiving. And then, and then also, and let me add on to that. Okay. If you cook certain, like, I also find it really hard to find the distinction between Christmas food. Well, okay. No, let me start over. It's not the distinction between Christmas food and Thanksgiving. Because I know the distinction when it comes to my culture. 
and uh-huh. where I'm from. Like, there's a very okay. clear distinction. Mm-hmm. But, like, trying to do Christmas and Thanksgiving with my partner's family, there's really no distinction on what's Christmas food and what's Thanksgiving food. And then since him and I always create the menus and we have to, like, I really, the distinction in the United States of America is really hard for me to find. So mm. I just, it's it's hard for me. Like, I, I guess, as you can see, everything revolves around food for me. So, yeah, you're welcome, world. I mean, no lie. Like, like you said, like I said, if it's, if you're going off of the mainstream purpose of Thanksgiving and Christmas, you would definitely don't, I, people, I would see, I understand why you would hate it. But I think the issue, like to me, I'm, I mean, one, I'm Muslim, so I don't really celebrate holidays, but I do like the theme of like people being around their loved ones and being thankful. I'm not in, it's funny because every Thanksgiving, I usually have like a Friendsgiving and this is actually going to be the first year because usually um, it's me and my college friends and we all like do a potluck. So we don't do turkey and shit. Like, even though they're like, oh, should we? And I'm like, bro, who cares? Like. Are we going to eat? Are we going to get drunk? Like, who cares? So there like, you go. Like, okay, That's cool. where the distinction gets lost. Because if there's no turkey for Thanksgiving, then you can't do a ham because you do a ham for, like, Christmas, I think. You get what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Like, literally, the layout for food is very, is basically identical. Because I think there's also a turkey. I think there's also a turkey in um, Christmas, Christmas, too. Really? I thought there was a big-ass... I feel like turkey, I don't know. I Turkeys are pretty for pictures, but like to eat, it's like, no, thank you. I don't even think a turkey looks appetizing in a picture. I've never seen a turkey that I'm like, ooh, that looks juicy. Actually, I've actually eaten one turkey that was really good. It was in Puerto Rico. My One of my really good friends' dad makes it every year. And like this man puts, you know he puts his whole love, his whole heart, his whole bleeding heart into it. Like it's love. stuff. With mofongo wrapped in bacon. That bitch is juicy as fuck. Well, I mean, you don't do the swine. So, I mean, it's kind of no-go for you. But, like, for the other humans in the world. It is juicy AF. But I also only eat the dark meat. So, I don't really know about the white meat. Um, Juicy. I actually also get mostly stuffing. So, like, you know what? Actually, never mind. (laughs) Let me just take everything I just said back. It's really juicy, though. Um, but I'm obsessed with Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm really disappointed this year that COVID is about to change my amazing Christmas menu that I worked on for the past three months. So, you know, I'm really upset. Um, I plan the tree out. Like we do Christmas at my mother-in-law's house just because she says that it's a Christmas house. But after this year, she's done doing Christmas at her house. I was like, no boo-boo cat because my house isn't big enough to host all the fucking people that you like to invite so forever and ever until i decide otherwise it will be at your house because i'm not i don't i freak out when people are at my house too long like i have like it gives me really bad anxiety i don't care who you are like it really gives me anxiety exactly because i feel like i have to host you and it's, like, yep. really hard for me. So I'm... It is very exhausting. I don't think my husband can take a week of his family at the house with me. Like, if I'm not there, he could probably do it. But if I'm there, it's just too much. It's too much. 
because I have to make sure that I'm up before them to make a good breakfast. Like, it just brings me too much anxiety to handle. So Christmas will forever be at her house. And I decorate her tree. I've, I've started teaching her how my crazy self decorates trees. So she's, like, super excited because she's always like, oh, when my grandkids come, that means I can have a tree in their room. And then you'll have trees at your house. So we're going to use all my decorations. And I'm just like... I like how you think that I'm going to be doing six trees. No, ma'am. There's oh one gosh. tree in the living room there because there's only needs to be one tree. If little Billy wants a tree in his room, he can have a tree in his room that he decorates. No tree. For and there will be a tree in your house, in the living room. There's not going to be six trees, ma'am. I'm not that person. I like, I like decorating my house very thematic it goes through the entire house so i buy a huge load of shit that is the same it's thematic because there's a theme and it goes up throughout the house that's it we, we don't do this billy wants a blue tree no billy the theme is red and white so you will get a red and white tree if you want a I'm tree so dead. also that my child will be named billy like please good day billy the most basic name out there no offense billy's of the world I have a cousin named Billy who has really close to it. So every time I think of Billy, I just think I get a headache. So I don't oh my God. Billy. But she's really close to him, guys. <laughs> I am close to him, but he is like, uh. Him and my brother are literally like the two guys I always fought for because they want to get with these crazy ass bitches. But hey, I learned just to stay away from them. Oh my God, that is hilarious. But, anyways, I hope everybody enjoys the holidays. We're not here to talk about the holidays today, lol. Even though basically, even it took though us we 15 did, minutes. Um, we're here. It's we're here. Season. We are doing the holidays as best we can. I hope everybody stays safe out here in these streets. Um, yes. Preferably stay home. Thanks. But our topic for today is one that is very interesting um we will be talking about the lessons that our current jobs or previous jobs have taught us about building an empire and it may get a little petty in here like the petty skies may open petty and the rain will fall Yeah, petty rain up in here, not purple. It's petty rain. Petty rain, petty rain, petty rain. (laughs) So no. See, Um, I I had you for the first two notes, then you lost me at the end. But I had to give like the high. (laughs) No, I didn't need it. Okay, I didn't need it. I didn't need it, guys. Um, so let's dive in. Let's dive in to the pettiness. Uh, oh, work. Oh, job. The thing that none of us like to do, but is... Well, I actually like working, I think. I, I don't know who I would I love working, too. And it's I just, think that's the issue. Not to get all Christmassy on everybody, but I really, truly now, as an adult, I fully understand the Grinch now. Because as much as I like working, I really fucking hate people. 
So the Grinch, the movie, has a whole new meaning to me. Because in reality, party people, he didn't hate Christmas. He just hated the fuck people from Whoville. Dropping knowledge. Exactly. You're exactly. welcome. I just dropped a you're welcome. No lie. I've embraced. It's so funny. I've always, whenever we have family gatherings, I was always something and it never fails. One of my outfits is Grinch oriented. Like one time I wore like green lipstick and everything. And my family was just like, oh my God, we get it. You're the Grinch. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm dealing with y'all again for another day. <laughs> and they're just like, and it's literally just always like that. And it's just, uh, with work, the shitty thing is, and, and it's shitty because, like, especially during this time of the pandemic, it's very, very heightened about how the work environment is in the United States of America. And it's really crazy to where, like, even whenever I was growing up, like, I, I knew at an early age, like, my dad would always say, like, if you tell me something, if you tell me no, I want to be like, okay, well, then why? Like, I want this, dad. No, you don't get that. Well, why can I not get that? Oh, because do you have your money to pay for it? Whenever you get new, new money, then you can get this. And I was like, oh, what do I have to do to get new, new money? And he was just like, oh, well, you're, I was like 12. And playing soccer, and I was doing stuff. So he was like, "Oh, you gotta wait till you're 16." I was like, mm, "I feel like you're out there. Has to be another way." So then I saw one of my friends who plays soccer referee a game. I was like, "Hey, you're refereeing. Why?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, it's a really good way to understand the game." I was like, and "He's like, oh, plus it helps you get paid." I was like, "Oh, you get paid?" He's like, "Yeah, in that time you get paid straight cash." So like. I started going to referee school. My parents paid for my referee school, which was literally like $150 all the way. Uh, $50 for my uniform, which literally I paid for one uniform. And um, I was refereeing. I did one soccer. I did a soccer tournament. And the girl that was supposed to referee the game with the same soccer field. So she was supposed to do one game. I was supposed to do another. She was supposed to do another. Well, she didn't come. So they were like, hey, can you just stay on that field all day? And my dad literally was like, I'm going to go get you some food. I'm going to get my lawn chair. I'm going to get some snacks from your, from the house. And I'm going to be back. And I was like, okay, cool. So he literally like stayed under the tree all day. And I just ref soccer games. And that day, refing, I refed you eight kids. So eight and under kids from nine in the morning all the way till five at night. Oh my and gosh. I got... Um, that, and I got straight cash. Like, they handed me straight cash, uh, $720. Damn, Daniel. Because. Yo, was, I can just imagine. Like, please paint the picture for me. Was it like 700 in, like, mixed bills? Was it 700 It was in mixed in bills 20s? because they only, because they have, like, the envelope. So when you came back and you had, like, the play card. So. Every tournament, you're supposed to get, like, the game card. And at the bottom of the game card, it would be, like, you know, tear this. Like, this is for the referee to say, like, okay, the score was this and this. No cards, which, I mean, it's eight-year-olds, so there was no cards. So there's no cards. And then I signed. The coach is signed. And then I ripped that part, and I keep it. So I told my dad, like, hey, hold on to this shit. My dad was like, I got you. So my dad's, like, holding on to all these paper I'm giving him because – 
mind you, this is my first tournament, my first time repping. So I'm, I literally didn't know I needed all this stuff. Luckily, my dad was there because he literally held on to everything I needed and kept it for me. So he uh, hold on to all of the the tap the little yeah little uh, referee tabs, and then we went to the thing. And when you go, it's like, it's literally like, you know, it was a tournament. So it was like a little table and it was this lady. And she's like, oh, hey, referee. And I told her my name. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You were here all day. Oh, you're going to get a nice check today. And I was just like, oh, thanks. Like, you know, I didn't think nothing about it because they I didn't know how much every game cost. I was just happy I was refereeing. So I was like, OK, cool. So then I show her, the, I give her all the game card stubs. And so she has an envelope per game. So there's an envelope, uh, so the envelope had the cash, and the only way for her to take out the cash was to put in the game card. So she's like, oh, I need the game, so you did this game. I said, yeah, so here's the game card for that one. And I handed her the game card, and then she handed me the cash. And so every single one of the games were like, um, then they were $25. So every game was $25. And so, um, and then it was uh, also, if they're finals, Oh, semifinals, they went up to $45. So she's just, I'm like hating her. Oh, did you get this game? I was like, yeah, I did that game. And I, I gave her the paper. She would hand me the cash. I gave her the paper. She would hand me the cash. I gave her the paper. She would hand me the cash. And I'm literally just like, I literally am having like mixed bills. And my dad is behind me. Yo, the worst. <laughs> I love him. He's hyping me up. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, 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 you go. Oh, you pay for dinner? Oh, you. I need some gas money. Let me hold a dollar. And I was just cracking up. Yo, that is hilarious. <laughs> Why do parents, anytime you make bills, they're like, ooh, let me let me hold $2. Like, my dude, $2? Like, here, take five for your troubles. Take five yeah, for, for speaking real. to me. So, like, I had all this money, and I'm just like, so it was funny because I had all this money. I handed it to my dad. Because, of course, I don't know what the fuck to put this in. And I handed it to my dad. My dad's like, all right, I got you. And so then I get in the car and literally the first thing I said was, dad, I need you to open up a bank account for me. And he was like, he's like, okay. And um, so that was Saturday and Sunday I got, um, I got a grand. Oh, shit. And because that day I was, I did all the finals and the well, finals clearly, games. We are 50. doing the wrong jobs. They were $50. And then whenever I was about to go, and this was crazy, I'm leaving the field and I've never been an assistant referee before. I was doing literally center the whole time. And the guy was like, hey, this game is 65 bucks. I need another AR. Can you AR for me? I know you've been on that one field all day, but can you do one more game? And I looked at my dad and my dad literally like popped out his chair and sat down. That <laughs> is like, hilarious. I, I'm I just like, picturing okay, it, and it's, game. like, so fucking funny. I just can't even. I just imagine him with, like, comes with his chair, his little cooler, like, ready for it. Yeah. Maybe a good was, book, oh, like, man. pops a chair over. Yeah, my dad is legit my ride or die. And the morning, game. the moment they say, can I can I do another game, dad just waves the hat, like, yep, go ahead. Yeah, my, my dad is literally like, uh, do you need water? Do you need some? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, all right, cool. Like, and then he'll just sit over. Um, but uh, but the only thing that was really scary about refereeing, even though like everybody thinks it's an okay job, it's really nowadays it's very it's very life threatening. Like I remember me at 
at 14. So I did it for, this is my second year doing refereeing. and I was 14 now. And I refereed a U10 team. And this guy was getting upset because it's, um, I mean, it's soccer. And this boy was really big. This boy was huge. And people were trying to body him to get the ball. But they kept like, I mean, it's a big item. You're a little person. You try to go at a big person, you're going to fly off because now you're, you don't match the, the mass of this child. And, um, and these kids were just bouncing off of him. And, the, and this one parent kept saying, he's pushing the kids. I'm like, he's not. He's literally like, all he's doing is dribbling. And all the kids are trying to like go at his body and not the ball. So I'm like, no, he's literally just focus on a ball like he didn't even lift his arms he was so focused on dribbling it was stupid ridiculous and so and so he got upset and he got on the field because he scored another goal and the the game was literally a blowout it's like 5-0 and he scored another goal and the dad got in my face and got on the field and said I'm not getting off the field until you start calling this game right and I swear to you, all of a sudden I got scared because then I see this man, this grown man yelling at me, this grown man yelling at me. And all of a sudden there's this shadow behind me. And I'm, I'm literally like, oh my God, am I going to get jumped at a soccer game? And I realize, I look back and it's my dad. And all of a sudden that nigga starts backing up. And my dad is like, we got a problem? Where's the problem? <laughs> I was just like. Yo, it was so bad that the people on the field, the man, the field managers had to come escort him off the field because I literally didn't feel safe. I told him, I was like, I, I'm like, like this man is in my face. I never encountered this before in my life. And they were like, you don't need to do this. So he, we didn't continue the game until my dad confirmed he was in his car. Cause he couldn't leave his kid there, but he had to get in his car. And when I was like, okay, cool. And then my dad stayed at the end of the parking lot to make sure the nigga stayed in his car. So that was like one of the things that, and then nowadays, like I refereed before the pandemic and it, it's, it's worse now. Like we literally have like 35, 40 year old parents yelling at 16 year old kids about calling calls, getting in their faces, one people pushing, jacking people up, like People, calm down. All you parents who think your kids are fucking Mia Hams and fucking the next Ronaldo, they're not, okay? Don't be kids because you're upset with a call. You're a fucking adult. But anyway, so back to the main topic at hand. So I've been, so whenever I got money and understood money, I was like, cool, I can work. Next thing you know it, I hit 16. I'm working at CC's Pizza. After I hit 16, I then left the state and my black ass was working everywhere. Because I was staying with my homegirl in the Air Force. And so I worked at a Whataburger. I worked at a Fashion Bug. And I worked at Wally World again. Um, and then after that, I went back to Texas. I worked at Wally World. Then I joined the Army. I worked all the time. <laughs> then I joined. And then after that, I went and worked at Planned Parenthood for a year and a half. And then now I work at a consulting firm. So like I've always been about my bread. And so with that, I feel like one thing I definitely learned in all of that is if you want to be an entrepreneur, 
do it. But if it's not for you, it's okay too. Like people would always be like, oh, you want to be your own boss? Like, yeah, everybody wants to be their own fucking boss. But like me, definitely before this current job I was in, I, I always felt like I always work a nine to five because I'm like, I like fixing other people's problems. I don't know. I have enjoyment of telling people they're wrong and, and fixing it. <laughs> and so definitely whenever it's a, an establishment, it's easy for me to critique and fix things. To me, entrepreneurship is kind of scary because it's like I'm fixing and doing things. So it's very a different dynamic to where then definitely in the workforce, I definitely learned like if you're about that entrepreneurial life, you're about that life. But if you're about that nine to five, be about that too. Like don't, like sometimes people try to sell entrepreneur like that's the way to go, but then yet nine to fives are ready to go too if you're using it the right way. So there's just so much complexities with that. But definitely in the beginning, I feel like the main thing to think of is like, are you a nine to five with side hustles or are you an entrepreneur with the nine to five <laughs> or nine to five with entrepreneurship, you know? <laughs> and I think that's one of the things it's like, you could definitely fix it and make it the way you want to. I definitely agree. So I have worked my entire life. And <laughs> I mean, like, I just feel like my parents were like, okay, you want, like, sometimes, yes, we got gifts. Extravagant gifts, yes, all the time. Because my parents didn't know any better. And I, I am still the apple of my dad's eye. And everybody knows it. And, like, I could call one of my siblings right now, my sister, except my sister, because she really thinks she's the favorite, and say, who do you think dad loves more? All of them will say me. And my sister will say me eventually. Because my dad and I are just, like, that's my bro me. That's my dude. That's, like, <laughs> dad, like, in a crisis, I call my dad first. Yes, I'm a married human. My dad lives four hours away from me. I don't give a fuck. I'm calling my dad first. Oh, always. Every day. Like, don't try me, dude. I tell my husband this all the time. I'm not calling you first, ever. Who's my emergency contact? My dad. A, because my husband also does not answer the fucking phone. (laughs) Like, my dude is crazy. (laughs) You're like, um, because I will live if my dad answers. Yeah, basically. Basically, (laughs) most of the times is I will still have my life after the conversation. Um, But anyways, I've worked my whole life. My parents were like, oh, you want that? This is how many chores you have to do. Or this is how much money you need for that. I, Bro, I used to hide my money underneath my bed. And I knew where my brother hid his money. So I would, like, sometimes trade him out and just, like, put the money there later <laughs> if I no. needed something. But my first official job was when I was 15. In Puerto Rico, you're not allowed to work till you're 18. So I had to get, like, all these oh, documents wow. signed. And, no, maybe I was 14. Yeah, and I had to get, like, all these documents signed and stuff like that um, because I wasn't of age. And it was at a Chinese restaurant. It was at my dad's girlfriend's. She was the manager and whatnot. So I used to go to work every day. And it was funny because everybody knew who I was because my dad's, like, a big-time basketball player there. So it was cool. And I was, like, the cute, like, new girl, whatever, whatever. And... 
I used to save my money like nobody's business because I wanted a car. And my mom would refuse to buy me a car because she had just bought my brother a car. My brother still didn't have a license but had a car. Like, huh? And then my mom got in an accident, so she was using my brother's car, and then she was out of the It was like the most convoluted whatever. And then I started college. I worked while I went to school. I did work study. A, would give me discount on my tuition, and B, I had money in my pocket. And But I always had, like, a job, and I was always doing stuff on the side. Like, whether I was event planning, I was making cakes on the side at one point. I would travel home to make cakes for people. Like, I always was doing something. Then I moved to Boston, and I was doing two jobs on the side. I was a social media manager for a company in... A company out of California I was running my own business like I always doing something now I have a not an eight to whatever the fuck time I get off of work I run two businesses on the side I am I'm just here like trying to like be my own boss eventually because as many people say like oh I started my business with $20 in my pocket you don't know their circumstances. Like, you don't know if they were living with their mom. I live in an apartment that is expensive as fuck because I decided I wanted to live in Miami. Why did I want to live in Miami? Because it's the closest place to my real home. And it makes me feel like I'm home all the time. I can walk out of the house and talk Spanish and everybody's not looking at me like I have four heads. They're, they want to just come and talk to me because they want to know where I'm from, which is really funny. Um, so it's like, you don't know their circumstances. At the end of the day, Building a business costs money, and because I have a nine to five, that doesn't mean that I'm less dedicated to my business. Sometimes I go to bed at two o'clock in the morning, and I wake up at six to go to work. Like, because I have to pay, I have to not only make money in my business, but make money for my business. My birthday is mm-hmm. all about my business. Like, what can what can people buy me that I can use for my business? You get what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So it's yeah. like you, because you want to be an entrepreneur and have a job, that's not a bad thing. You just have to create balance for yourself. Like, and I don't mean balance between work and relaxing time. Like, that's not what I mean. What I mean mm-hmm. when I say balance is how much time you're putting into your other business. Like, yes, you have your nine to five. You work from nine to five. You know that. Structured time. But what time are you working on business A versus what time you're working on business B? What does business A need? Is it more priority than what business B needs is it the same priority are at the are they at the same level like that's what you have to think about when you think about balance and like yes I'm only 24 but I know that at the end of the day I do not want to work when I'm 60 years old like I do not even want to have to have a conversation about working I want to be sitting at my home or actually I don't think I'll be sitting at home, but you get what I mean? I want to be able to take these trips and Mm -hmm. go visit my potential grandkids or whatever. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to be at a nine to five job. And I think that's the mentality you have to set for yourself. Like, where do you want to be at the age of 60? Do you want to still be working at a nine to five job when... Mm -hmm. And letting your dreams pass you by? No, I know that I don't want to work the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I go to work now because, A, I have to pay to make, get these businesses off the ground and also pay my rent and put groceries in my fridge. 
So like, I don't want to do that forever. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to create a good environment where people want to work for me. Mm-hmm. Do continue helping me build my empire. Like I don't want to build somebody else's empire forever. I don't. And there's people that are, and it's okay because there's people that are entrepreneurs that want to build and let and let other people work for them. And there's people that just want to work for somebody else. They're happy doing that. And that's okay because we can't have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Or have too many Indians and no chiefs. Exactly. Like it's and a good balance of flow to go with it. Exactly. And I mean, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from every single job I've had, and most of my jobs have been corporate, yeah, most of them have been corporate, is you have to take care of your people. You have to take care of your employees. That is A. That is business 101, I feel, should not be like, yeah, it should be business plan and stuff like that. So business 102. Let's say that's the second oh, lesson. <laughs> 102. Done. Let me let me throw some knowledge. Let me throw business lesson there. 102 is take care of your employees. Exactly. And when I mean take care of your employees, I'm not talking about always like if the if it, the situation deems it, yes, give them a raise, but I'm not talking about always giving them a raise. Right. I'm talking about think about them. Think about them. Treat them like you would want to be treated. Yes, if you need them to stay late, yeah, they're getting paid to stay late. But you also have to think about, okay, how far does Susan live? What time does she have to be back here in the morning? Don't assume that they have nothing else to do in their life. Do not Mm -hmm. make that assumption. Always ask, hey, are you okay staying late today? Yeah, they're trying to reach their 40 hours, but they also, you don't know what she has at home. Susan may have two kids at home that have been doing online school all day and would like to see her face for bedtime. Don't Mm -hmm. just assume that she's just here for money. Mm -hmm. Like, you know Peter had a baby. Ask Peter about his baby before you just are like, hey, Peter, you're staying late tonight. Fuck that you had a baby or fuck that your baby's being bored tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? Right. Fuck that you may want to take fraternity. Exactly. At the end of the day, if you don't take care of your people, they find other jobs because they find value in somebody else that values them in return. B, they don't give a fuck about their job. So when you ask them to stay late because you're in the shits, they're going to look at you and be like, nah, bro. Because remember last week when I told you that my child was being born on Tuesday and you told me that I have to still come to work Wednesday? Even though my child's being born Tuesday night, probably at 3 o'clock in the morning, which is actually Wednesday, not Tuesday, but thanks. And see, where the fuck would you be without those employees? If you have a really good answer for that, please put it in our comments because I would be very curious to know. And that's what I think a lot of bosses don't take into consideration. Like I really actually, a lot of corporate companies, I just think that they're so big that they don't give a fuck. You're just a number. You're just a total. Oh yeah, that's always the worst. I agree. Which then definitely 
goes into kind of my lesson I learned, which is take care of yourself. Like as an employee, and sometimes it's, it's very embedded in our culture that your work defines who you are as a person. But still at the end of the day, there sometimes your body is physically telling you to fucking stop. And you definitely need to listen to it. I definitely learned that by being in the army because you get so used to like wanting to be part of the gang and everybody's doing the same thing and everybody's going on this ruck march and carrying 80 pounds on their backs and doing all this stuff and nobody wants to be labeled all these negative terms they have in the military, well, definitely in the army. And so it was just like, like, I remember everybody would call me a sick call ranger. And sick call is basically where you go when you get sick or if you get hurt or something. And they would be like, oh, you're a sick call ranger. Because my knee kept giving out on me. And I'm just like, I, like to them, I was, I literally was like, yo, when I'm out of this fucking military, you know, if you do two years, if you do 20 years, 25 years, I still have to deal with this body. Okay, mm-hmm. like I have to still deal with this knee when I leave. So I don't give a fuck if you call me a sick call ranger because I know you're not going to have to deal with this knee whenever I get out. And it find out that it was, which of course I shut in his face afterwards. First, they told me it was a quote unquote bruised bone. Then they finally gave me an MRI after me begging and crying about it. And then the MRI showed that I didn't have an ACL. Like my whole ACL was torn and gone and that I needed immediate wow. surgery like immediate surgery. So after they discovered it with the MRI, two weeks later, I was getting the surgery where um, it was basically an ACL reconstruction. So they either can give you an ACL from a dead person or you can um, use your hamstring, a piece of your hamstring, which then your hamstring will grow automatically because it's the same type of muscle base like an ACL. And so they used my hamstring as my ACL and then reconstructed and fit it and put it in there. And so, uh, so definitely after doing that, it, it definitely puts in perspective of people who like, this is a, like, if you have a good job and this is the thing, if you can't go around and say, Oh, I have a great job and I have great benefits and I love where I work, but yet you've never taken a day off or you've never used the benefits that you pay so much money for. It's like, think about it. Everybody goes to their primary care doctor. Really? Ain't nothing wrong with you. We live in a world where something's wrong with you. You know, it's good. here's a good place to start because my black ass did it. Go and ask your grandmother what's wrong with her. Be like, hey, you know, um, I have to fill out stuff for my medical history and I just want to know your medical history to make sure that I need it. Oh, well, yeah. And best believe they'll tell you their whole thing. And then you're going to be thinking it to yourself and after you Google it, which I don't recommend, but if you're that type of person, do it. <laughs> but then immediately see a doctor because you will be stressed out. Um, you Google it and then you realize, oh, this could be hereditary. Oh, this can happen. Because genetics are hella strong. So like, Oh my God, yes. You, you know, have to take care of yourself. And also, like, go see a doctor if you feel something. Don't just, like, let it fester because then, it could, you know, you never know. It could turn into cancer and then you were able to fix it and now you're, like, preterm and, or terminal preterm, Jesus. You're terminal. I'm going to say, or on a lighter note because we don't want everything to lead to cancer. It could I mean, literally be, like, 
months. Like me, I had really bad back pains and then people kept telling me to go to chiropractor and I'm like, oh, this is normal. Like I was so used to my back pain because I've had it since the army that I was just like, this is just how my back is. Like, it's just this way to where then I have insurance. And then I went to a chiropractor just for them to tell me, oh, honey, you need to come here. Like I used to go there twice a week. They're like, honey, you're back. I, I, I got to fix it a lot. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot to fix. And then it was to a point where he was doing so much work that he was like, yo, actually your muscles aren't making the situation easier either. We, I need you to get a masseuse as well. And now like, even though I've only been doing it for like a month now, there's been so much, like no more pain. I used to have like, I had really bad back spasms, but I realized that was stress and modifying that like getting therapy, like it's just, there's little things to just literally make you feel better as a person. And so just take care of yourself. For what sure, and, if you did not listen to our last our last few episodes with the You're Welcomes, the chiropractor is a must, bro. Yeah, it's a must. I love your therapy you. for self-care. I freaking told you the chiropractor yeah. is bomb.com. It I actually is. have to find a new one because mine is way too expensive and my insurance doesn't cover that one. So oh, I need to find okay. one that my insurance covers because dropping well, also we said um, fix yeah. do not fix mental health. So definitely go to a licensed therapist. <laughs> or rub fix on your brain. Maybe that will work. Let us know <laughs> oh how that God. goes. <laughs> I'm done with you. Let's see uh, how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the next lesson communication is key like communication is key in a lot of things everything but in running a (laughs) that's true in everything but in running a business like it's actually the key like what was that thing that dj callie used to say i knew you were gonna say that i got the keys the keys the keys i got the keys keys." basically like literally (laughs) like And I don't even mean that it'll help your business run smoothly because there's always bumps in the road. But A, it's about transparency. Like, it's about transparency with all your employees. Yes, transparency at different levels. Like, a hourly doesn't need to know the same communication that a manager needs to know. But then when there's no communication, you're wasting time. You're wasting time because we're all just like then trying to figure it out, then rearranging here. And the amount of time that you realize you've wasted because you didn't say six extra words is ridiculous. Like re- this week, we were like trying to figure out how to get every person Thursday and Friday off on the team. And it was like due to a lack of communication of confirming something that was not like it was impossible unless people rearranged their lives. Wow. And it was all because of lack of six words. Literally six words. Hey guys, can we find out first if we can do this before I confirm it? Like <laughs> a lack of six words, that. bro. It's six words. That. It's How long does it take you? That. To say six words compared to how long it, it took us two days to figure this out and rearrange shit. Not actually not two days. It took us like six hours. 
because it was checking with these people, checking with the other ones. Like, communication is key. Tell your managers everything so the information trickles down, people. Like, you're saving yourself time, in turn saving money. You get what I'm saying? And yes, it all could be an email. So send the fucking email. How long does it take you? Not long. You'd be surprised. Some of that, like, like we discussed earlier, common sense is not common. And communication, I literally feel like we as a society need to do a better job. One, of communicating. And then two, of truly actively listening. Because sometimes it's like, we discuss this. Like, I literally write notes in all my meetings at my job. And I literally say, like, literally, I'm like, on this day, on this meeting, you said this. We confirmed this, and this was the plan of action. And they still will be like, oh, oh, I did? Yeah. We all did. Like, it, it wasn't just me and you. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's so annoying. I hate redundancy that gets on my fucking nerves but oh my god that's just the worst that is so true redundancy is ridiculous like i really wish that like somebody would send after meetings like notes just so everybody can just look back on it that's why after certain meetings i send and this is what was discussed because I don't want some stupid hoe saying shit. Because then that pisses me off. Because then I have to go back in the in the outskirts of my brain to look. And I literally feel like Spongebob looking for a file in my own brain sometimes. Because I'm just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Basically, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's very annoying. Which then... I feel like that definitely leads into uh, one of the things about communication. I feel like I, I really don't like within in all my jobs is that one communication, like you said, Virginia, doesn't really trickle downhill. Like it just stops somewhere or the environment, the work environment is so bad and toxic to where then nobody's communicating and nobody's trying to listen and one of the things i definitely learned in all aspects of my job is please don't be that gossiping person if you know everything about everybody cool keep it to yourself then i don't need to know what everybody and everything else is going on and doing oh my god for sure the shitty thing about that is one you create a bad environment Two, as much as you think, oh, everybody's cool with you because you know the no, actually nobody is because you know and you run your mouth. So it's like, okay, like this is what I always was always confused about people who always feel like they need to tell me everything. I'd be like, okay, so if you're telling me, oh, girl business, and you tell me the other girl business, and you tell me, oh, girl business, and you always want to get in my face and tell me, oh, girl, why you never tell me nothing? Because, bitch, I know everybody's business. <laughs> And I never asked for it. So then I know for a fact, if I tell you my business, everybody going to know. Mm-hmm. So she would always be annoyed that I literally kept it 
Like I kept it above 50 with her. Like every time she would just talk to me and I'm just like, I'm not down for this. Even in my other job, it was, it was bad to a point where we had to get sat down because of quote unquote, so much gossiping was happening. And it wasn't really gossiping. It was literally just because we were in a high stressful, high, high stress, high strung out, high, like very emotionally based job. And we did take it out on each other. But we knew that and we didn't like we didn't hold on to it for certain people held on to it and then assumed that was us gossiping when I'm just like, hold on. The purpose of gossiping means that I said it behind somebody's back. I said this to your face. So that's not gossip. <laughs> so so it's definitely like communication. The one thing I definitely realized in all jobs is that like you can change the effect. You can change it's so easy to change the environment of, of the job. It's so easy. Like, it, if it kills you to be optimistic, then you shouldn't be at work. Because not every, like, you don't have to always be optimistic, but then yet, it doesn't always have to be like, damn, bro. Like, people should not be this depressed to come to work. People should oh, not no, really hate sure. their life to come to work. And but so, it's like, when it's you just do... Horrible. When you do, you have to make that conscious choice of maybe it's time for me to move on. True. But then, because, uh, like, if it's a chore for you, like, I don't mean like a chore, but I mean, if it's a like emotionally taxing to you to come to work, you probably need a new job at that point. Yeah. Like, and I'm at that point where I'm just like, it's mentally draining. Like, I know I have to go to work, and I'm just like, fuck. As much as I try to hype myself up on the way to work, when I, when I walk in the door, I'm just like, oh, God. What fuck shit do we have to deal with today? Exactly. And it's not even, like, as prepared as I am to deal with the fuck shit, it's like, why do I have to deal with so much fuck shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why is this even a thing? Right. I mean, it's always, that's always one thing I hate about some work environments is like, and it's crazy because whenever I worked at my job at Planned Parenthood, I never, and mind you, I've been in the army. I've been working with so many different shit and Planned Parenthood somehow was able to top all the crazy and fuckery I've ever experienced in the workplace. I've never experienced before in my life. And so definitely it's possible, but I always tell people like, and it's funny because um, um, my partner always gets, before I found my job, he would get upset with me because he would always think that I, I should just take what came my way. He's like, you should just take it. Like, you know, you just need a job. This could just be your foot in the door and then you could just grow from there. And I'm just like, eh. But like this pay though, or oh this place says no benefits. Uh no, like, and that's one thing too with working with businesses is like, you gotta come in knowing your worth because these businesses will make you feel like you ain't shit. Oh and my you god, definitely need 100%. to counteract that shit. You definitely need to counteract that shit. If you don't feel comfortable, this is, and then this is a growing phenomenon I, phenomenon that I didn't really know about was that there's actually jobs and places 
So if you don't feel comfortable doing negotiations at your job, you can hire people to come and negotiate on your behalf. Really? Yeah, that, that is literally a huge thing now, especially for bigger co- corporations. Whenever you know you, you the one, you know, you, there's, there's not that many of you and you already know how they feel about black people. Like, you know, the vibe and in, um, in the environment of the people you work with. Like this one black woman, I remember she, it was crazy. It was a, I was watching this like negotiation video or something or a webinar. And uh, she literally said, she was like, because of my work environment and people I work with and I know how they are. She's like, I had to hire someone because they were not, if I would have did it, I would have been like um, retaliated for it. And so that was really like I was like oh wow that's crazy and then talking to my homeboy and he got his job and he was like yeah you know I got my attorney um I hired this negotiation team to negotiate my benefits and severance pay and everything else with this company that I'm trying to get with I'm like oh lit so yeah so that's the thing too if you don't want to just deal with the emotional stress yourself just hire some people to do it and I think my homeboy he got somebody to do it and the amount he was asking for, mind you, they don't like take all your money. Like, oh, we're gonna take your whole raise. I think he said it was a thousand dollars for him to come. Yeah, it was like a thousand dollars, and he was just like, yeah. So basically, it's not even like for the proportion rate of what he was asking for. He was just like, that's nothing. He was just no, like, so I mean, he's like, they negotiated. He got me my deal. And they got me my deal, and I paid them a grand and kept it pushing. And I'm like, lit. <laughs> that sounds pretty reasonable. I definitely am in the process of looking for a new job because I just I feel like I need I need something. I need, I just need more. I need more. I need more out of my job. Like right now, it's literally so frustrating going to work and I just don't think it's worth it. So I like definitely need more. I mean, if you're saying it's frustrating, it's not worth it. (laughs) I need, yeah. I mean, I just need something that is more. Like, I also like, I've seen people's true colors and I can't go back. Yeah, that too. I can't go back. When you see people's true colors, you are just like, Very troubling. So I knew you weren't shit before, but now I really know you're not shit. Right? It's like, I hate that you confirmed it. Thank you. No, 100%. I really hate that you confirmed it. I really hate that you confirmed how not shit you are. Like, in all honesty. But whatever. Whatever. So, now we are to my favorite part of the show, which normally I have, like, something to drink. But since my drink made me vomit, we're not going to do that. So Um, Yeah, that was a lot. Like, you were disturbed. Like, I went through it. So, I'm, like, traumatized. Like, I also pause before I even go to our next segment. I really don't think tea expires And I really looked at the box to see if there was an expiration date. And it literally said, best used by, and it had nothing. So, like, 
if tea expires, I mean, everything expires, I assume, but this doesn't tea say when it expires. does expire, but then another thing, too, is, is um, because I literally just had to throw away so much tea, um, it's also the way you take care of it. Because certain teas, if you have, like, if you keep it in a dark container, that's better. But if you keep tea in clear plastic or glass, basically where lichen hit it, that also weakens the tea as well. And if um, your item's not airtight, that also can expire and make it nasty as well, too. It's in the box. Like individually packaged? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Okay, got it's it. It's individually packaged in the box. It's Tazo. Oh, Tazo? Yeah, check that expiration. Look no, for the I'm batch number and double check. I'm literally telling you that the expiration date is blank. Like it says best used by and then has no date. Then you have to Google the batch number. It's like oh. the little like indented number that's probably on the bottom. And just be I like Tazo would... batch expire and then they should tell you. The sh- oh, because then I'm it will, do that now. It will show you the shelf life. And then if the shelf life is like, oh, we created this shit in and like I... 20... 15 i also feel like i bought it like two months ago doesn't mean that but yeah but then when it sold yeah yeah yeah, i heard yeah i get what you mean i get what you mean now anyways moving on um so we are at our i drink to that moment where we celebrate the little things we raise a glass cling cling to the fuck shit that just the fuck shit that makes us happy because, you know, there's sometimes that fuck shit that makes you angry. But then there's that fuck shit that you're just like, bitch. <laughs> Tongue out emoji, basically. Um, so, Wop Wop, what you drinking to? Um, I drink to the 9 to 5 people, a.k.a. me. Well, I'm an 8 to 5 because I take, <laughs> I take my hour... I take, I take my hour, hour lunch. lunch. You know, <laughs> no, how'd I know? How'd um, I know? Girl, you got me. I'm taking my lunch. I eat. Okay, watch me a little bit of my Moana and keep it pushing. This so, bitch her Moana. Goodbye. Get off my phone. <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, yes. And I also drink to the great managers, people who are trying their damn hardest to create great leadership within their um within the work environment, especially from this different dynamic of not being face-to-face or being face-to-face. Um, and definitely, like, CEOs, like, basically people who are making businesses run. Like, I see you. I know that if you weren't there, a lot of shit would fall apart. I know that your knowledge helped prevent a lot of shit. And I know that you probably have not been recognized for literally not even... 85 of the shit that you saved your company or where you work from. So I drink to y'all for doing a damn thing, um, for putting work into your business and also putting your money to work as well by investing, taking care of your benefits, taking care of your kids. I know insurance is hella expensive because my mother's a teacher and she always tells me about how her insurance is with my sister being on it, which is one human being. So like, I know it is not worth it, but at the end of the day, it is worth it. And I drink to y'all for consistently being like that. Even through this fucking crazy shit of a fucking pandemic, 
that you're alive and well and you ain't killed nobody, I drink to y'all. Thank you. You are a mess, bro. I fucking hate you. I drink to the small businesses, especially in this in the middle of this pandemic. I am just so happy to see people sharing their passions with the world, whether it be with food, clothes, art, whatever you're doing. You know, I really see you out here just screaming your passion to the world. And I appreciate you. And I hope that other people are appreciating small businesses because there should be crazy cool. Um, and I just hope you keep making waves. Like, make fucking waves. And, oh, uh, since the holidays are coming up and I'm a horrible Christmas shopper because I really am selfish and I think of what would I want for Christmas? <laughs> when I, I really do. I, I feel like yesterday I picked out the best thank you gift for somebody because I thought about what I would want if I were them and I feel like I did a really good job so and I love me supporting some small businesses even though I love Amazon Amazon and I are in a love affair but it's okay um so share some of like your favorite Instagram or like small businesses and whatnot in the comments but small businesses I see you and I support you a lot so this is actually my favorite part of show the pop pause pop pause this is basically a section where we give a shout out to all the fuck shit or the shit that don't make sense or you know if you have to call out people because i definitely did uh about two shows ago like i was in my pop pause so bad that I'm just like, you know what? And to that motherfucker too. So you know what? This is our time to put all of y'all, and y'all know who y'all are, in your place. So with that being said, Petty LaBelle, who are you about to get petty with? Yo, the last time you did pump pause, I don't even think I said anything because your pump pause was mad accurate. Let me just Bitch, say. she straight up was like, I second that. <laughs> yeah, and I was so... just like, it's a wrap. And it's a Follow wrap. us on. <laughs> yeah, literally, that was me. And concluded. So, you know, that's like when you write your conclusion. In conclusion, like, follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Um, But I say pump pause to all those friggin' managers, business owners that don't appreciate their employees. Because, you know what? Like, that shit just grinds my fucking gears. As an employee who's not appreciated by their management and boss, that shit, like, ugh, fucking makes me want to break something. Because you know what? Your employees care about you because they're showing up to work every fucking day. So have a little respect and decency to give a fuck about them too. All right? Um, Because you down the line will be called out on their podcast or just be a fucking bad memory for them always. And yes, they will learn from you. They will learn how to not be you. So take time to empower your employees and just like, fucking give a fuck because you you when you were starting out wanted somebody to give a fuck about you and clearly they did because you're at where you're at now so don't be a fucking asshole and i digress so 
Wop wop. Talk to me, boo. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a two-parter. Ooh, I love two-parters. Uh, so the first part is definitely for you fucking hating ass nine to five people. Just because your bitch ass is scared and you feel more comfortable where you are, don't mean you got shit on everybody else who wants to be an entrepreneur or have their own small business. Oh, are you sure? Oh, there's so much of a loss. Do you really want to do that? Do you know what you're doing? Bitch, you barely know what the fuck you're doing. So how you gonna look at me? So you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. You ain't gonna tell me because I don't know what nothing. You don't know nothing that we should both just sit here and do nothing. That don't make no motherfucking sense. So for all you people who want to be hating on these entrepreneurs, I always want to just make, like, basically watch them to see if they fail. Like, fuck y'all, okay? Y'all like shit. That's why your ass is basic. That's why you probably ain't got no 401k. And that's why your ass is probably going to have to work all the way till you fucking 68 years old. And then so you get your full benefits to your fucking uh, retirement. And hopefully by then, and y'all already know, we ain't going to get that fucking money. Um, Medicare, Medicaid and shit, that ain't going to be there for us. So you know what? Say what you're going to say, but just is your pocket straight, okay? What's in your motherfucking wallet? You fucking feel me? Like, don't fucking do that, okay? Then, my second parter is, is actually for, no lie, it's directly to the black biz, small businesses. Okay, I, I said it here first. I first go black when I look for anything, okay? So. Rule of life. Rule of life. First look for the blacks, okay? And so then after that, I look for black businesses that are doing anything that I'm looking for. Like right now, I'm getting coffee and cold brew from all these black-owned businesses. I did that, okay? I'm purposely reaching out for you motherfuckers. So what pissed me off the most is that, one, y'all niggas don't want to update your motherfucking websites. I need the shit to be updated and confirmed. Two, there's been numerous occasions where my black ass is driving or calls companies. Well, my aunt drove to a company because it said it was open to find out the motherfuckers closed or straight up go to places. It's like if you're going to be a small business and especially with the wave of the Black Lives Matter and everybody's trying to pour money into the black community and everything else, you need to step your shit up. Communicate with us. If you're literally, if your product blows up and you like, yo, look at here, it was just me and my homegirl Kiki doing this shit. So we can't process your orders for one to two weeks and then ship it out to you. Let us know. Don't just fucking shut your shit down and then be like, we get back when we get back. Bitch, where? How do who, who, If you, boy, if Apple was to do that shit, y'all would be hella pissed. So it's like, if you're going to be a small business, just as we said before, keep that communication open in all platforms so that a motherfucker know you still in business or I'm going to have to wait two months to get this shit or something. Like, something. we also understand that you have lives. Like, right? if, you, if you literally put out, and like, can I just add on to that? Use your fucking Instagram, bro. Thank you. Use your Instagram. Facebook. If you are going on Google. vacation, put... We appreciate your business. We are on vacation from Shop this day to this day. For vacation purposes. Exactly. Let a bitch know something. Or leave your shop open if you want to. Just make sure to say, we will be processing orders when we return. If your shipping is delayed, I apologize. Done. Done. 
Bro, and then po- you could even post a fucking picture of you sitting by a fucking pool. We understand you Stop have lives. Because you're a business does not mean you are 24 7, 365. It doesn't. Which said, as we said before, keep the fucking communication open. And if you can't do it, and that's also another thing too. Don't try to get your best friend because she be posting cute pictures on Instagram or Facebook that that's the person who should be over your social media. If you need to hire someone, bro, outsource. Also, Here's another sweet, word: outsource. Hootsuite. Hootsuite is banging. Fucking upload your shit and let it post itself. Hootsuite later. Freaking you, Zapier. There's so much goddamn shit to just literally just click one goddamn button so everybody in the fucking world knows. This shit is not open right now. I'm not dealing with y'all. I'm done. Business closed. Something. Like, oh my God, that's literally been the most frustrating thing when like you try to support black businesses. Really, this is all, but I'm just saying black businesses because you know, y'all my people, whatever, whatever. So like black businesses to where then I'm reaching out and purposely going for you just to you to lazily not answer my fucking shit. Do better, okay? Communicate. Create a better environment. Hire people. Outsource. Because I know a lot of small business people want to keep it me and my boo. But really need to be you, your boo, and some crew too. Because it's getting, you got to know when to outsource and build and and go out. And I digress. And all right, like we get so into these pump pauses that we have to like remember that we have to digress ourselves sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that we one. literally are like, and then we digress. Yeah, because that one, I'm just like, Ugh, so annoying. Because like, I, I, I'm giving you my money. I worked to give you this money for you to be like, oh well, actually, you won't get it until January of 2022. Bitch, when did Wednesday? When? Where were you gonna let me know? Where on the website did it say that? How are you putting this information out? Like it's just, ugh, I just I hate that, and that's really with all. But right now it's just been so. Like I said, I go black first, and it's really just every time I try to go black, it's just always, it's always that shit. Like I, I have triple check, double check, read reviews to see if shit's updated, so I know that shit's open. So then I can literally be like, okay, now I can get excited about this place I want to go to. (laughs) And I shouldn't need to do all that. And I'm the person actively trying to give you money. Now, if it was somebody else, best believe they would have been like, oh. Oh, Oh, literally. Okay, never mind. You know what? I like this place. (laughs) Right? No, that's me. This is my issue. I have 24 hours in the day. Out of those 24 hours, I have three hours, maybe two, maybe also actually, I'm just going, I'm just going to be real honest. I have like 45 minutes to myself. That is my me time. And if I am shopping, it's done during my me time. (laughs) Normally, yes, I'd be shopping for me, but a solid 70% of the times I'm shopping for somebody else. So if it's not easy and accessible to me i don't have the energy Mm. i don't have the energy and i don't have the time so if you don't communicate you best believe you're not getting these precious coins that i'm trying to spend Mm -hmm. 
like, and if I order something, like the, I ordered a ring and I really like the company. And you know what? She caught me on a good day. And she was like, <laughs> she caught me on a good day. She sent me what she needed to send me within 30 minutes. I was like, I like y'all. I like y'all. I placed my order 30 minutes later. I get an alert that she's emailing me. Cool. When that bitch didn't arrive, in the, and mind you, I'm a stickler for my fucking delivery time. If you're telling me it's coming on Tuesday at 5 o'clock, Tuesday at 7 o'clock when I get home, that shit better be at my door. If it's not, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Because A, if somebody has to be home, I need to make sure somebody's going to be home. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. B, I want my fucking shit because I paid for it. When that thing didn't come in the two weeks, no, I think in the week and a half, I emailed and I was like, hey, what's up? And she replies back, oh, shipping took longer because blah, 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 an issue with the thing, the product. Cool, but why didn't you email me when you received the product? Because now I'm pissed. <laughs> now I know. Now I'm pissed. So then I email her a second time about my product. Hey, update on this. Oh, it should be shipped. I refunded you this much for the inconvenience. No, listen, listen, boo-boo cat. It's not about the money for me. It's never She's about the money. Boo-boo cat. It's about, if it's going to be late, tell me it's going to be late. Be fucking proactive. Because then I know you give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I finally got my ring, like I think, like three days ago. I wasn't even expecting it when I got it. At that point, I had forgotten. To be honest, I got a whole another set of rings from Canada. So I was just like, whatever. You get what I'm saying? But like yep. communicate because I'm already pissed. I'm already like, damn, I don't even know if I should even like promote this on my Instagram. You get what I'm right? saying? Like, I don't know if I should promote you on my Instagram because I don't want no motherfucker coming at me like, oh, bitch, you recommended this person and blah, 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 blah. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, be fucking proactive. But, you know, anyways. <laughs> anyways, already using the lessons we've been teaching the humans. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, I think that's all for today. Because if not, we just talk love, for like another two hours. I just love how Pay LaBelle straight up. You see how this you see how this bitch straight up took my took my uh pump pause moment? No, I'll play. <laughs> yeah, I took it and I ran with it. You're welcome, bitch. Uh, she was like, you know what? This shit triggered me. <laughs> Let me go though. Go for real. I love it, I love it. But for all you lovely um petty people, be sure to tune in for another episode of Pump Pause every Wednesday. Um, follow us on our Instagram page at Pump Pause Pod. Pump Pause Pod. P O D. And on our Twitter at Pump Pause to stay updated on everything Pump Pause. Do you get it yet? I, I hope you don't. So, and then um, also, too, give us a shout out, tag us, let us know, leave us reviews on Apple because I see y'all are all up on Apple. So go ahead and just leave. Leave a sister a review. Sister, sorry. Leave a, leave a bitch a review. And call it a day. <laughs> then she goes and says, bitch. Leave the bitches. Right? <laughs> that like, was like, sister, sisters, bitches. Send us reviews. Send us all the things we love. Read and reviews, reviews, reviews. Lit. Because right now, I'm only getting complaints from my parents, and that's just never cool. So, yeah. Oh, my God. At least they support the podcast clearly. They can leave us a public complaint if they want to. Just so I right. can read it too. We're just not going to read it. <laughs> but yeah, we hope we put a little pop in your pop day. 
Pumping your pump day. Pumping your pump day. A, A, A.